Hello and thank you for tuning into the Young and Anointed podcast. This is a place for deep conversations about mindset, stewardship, and the development of a relentless pursuit of your passions. This podcast is a Sky Media production, and we hope that you enjoy the show. Thank you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Young and Anointed podcast. Today, we have a special episode. Of course, my name is Martel Fletcher. Um, right now, so so today's topic, it's, it's parents, okay? So I decided that it was going to make a whole lot of sense to talk about parents with a couple of them. So we've got our second and third special guest coming on the show today. First guest is none other than my mom. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. So I know I, I sent you some questions and I think they are pretty dense questions. So uh, I'm, we're going to have to just get right into it. Okay. Okay. So my mom has been with me for the last 23 years. <laughs> <laughs> she, if you've seen, uh, you've probably seen her on my social media. She doesn't want to show her face right now because she just got up. But just listen, this lady knows a lot and she's, she's a really wise woman. This is the, this is the person that I'm going to go to um, when, there's, when I'm having questions about life, when I'm having questions about something because she just, she just comes with the answer. She knows what to say. And she she can put it in a way that's very plain, and she's also gonna tell you directly. That's the beauty of a mother. She she tells you exactly how it is, the way it is, and she's not about to sugarcoat it for you. That's 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 my mom. So um, first question. Would you say, is being a parent worth the stress? Why or why not? Okay. So it is a dense question, mm -hmm. um, but I am very good at breaking things down. So my answer is not going to be all inclusive, but it is going to be what I feel like is the right answer for today, which is truthful, which is truthful. So being a parent, um, is it worth the stress? I'll say yes. It's worth the stress if you're willing to put in the work. And uh, and it's a different type of stress. It's the type of stress that you volunteered for, even if you didn't volunteer for it. When you see an actual human that you're responsible for, you volunteered. So you're up, you're up. You're on deck, it's your turn. Right. So as long as you're going to do your best, the stress is worth it because uh, the benefits outweigh um, the stress. You, you'll make it through. So what would you say, what makes it worth it? Well, one of the things of, that you see from all of the tears, the tribulations and the trials I'm sitting here looking at you and <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I can say this is my child. I can say that I did my best, and here you go. You're looking at him. I don't feel like I was perfect, but I feel like I did the best that I knew how to do at the time. And you produced something productive. You did a good job. You know I'm not perfect. You know a lot of my imperfections, just like I know a lot of yours. Right. So, how do you? How did you? So, in the beginning, when you when you I guess you know had the first kid because you know I'm everybody I am the middle child, so I have an older sister and a younger brother. Um, after having the first child, do you feel like your philosophy on parenting has changed from then to how it is now? You're saying the the circumstances of now versus then? No, like the parenting style or philosophy. Do you think it's unique to uh, the, the individual child or have you pretty much had a standard way of doing it from the beginning to now? The way you approach it is different with each child because each child is uh, different. Each child is different. So you have to know your own child, take time to know your own child and what works with that child. And sometimes you might find that something doesn't work now and in five years it might work. So either way, that's being attuned to your child. And yeah, the, the parenting style is a little different um, these days because certain things are being taught, but at the end of the day, you still are responsible for who you brought into this world. And so you have to find the best way that you know how. And even if that includes seeking guidance outside of your home or outside of your family and friends, you have to do that because you're responsible. Gotcha. So what would you say, in and speaking about responsibilities, what would you say the chief responsibility is of a parent? My chief, my thought of what a chief responsibility is in, in being a parent is you are responsible, at least Dalcina Fletcher is responsible for raising God-fearing, productive citizens. Because that covers all, that covers everything for me. If, if I raise God-fearing people, that means that they know that they're supposed to walk in love, they know that they are supposed to be uh, responsible for themselves. And they also know that they are supposed to, the, the world is not just about them and their little bubble. It's about other people and other people who might need help or assistance. And productive, it takes care of itself too, because if you're productive, you're seeking the Lord on how to be productive. And you know that if you're productive, you're not living in my basement till you're 40. You're not having 19 children that you can't take care of and all the other vices. So that you know that you have to pray and that you have to take care of yourself. So when you have those two things, those are my main two caveats, God-fearing, productive humans. That's, that's my symbol of when I see that happens, then I know I did all right raising children. 
And so far, I have two adult children. They're both God-fearing and they're both productive. Uh, I got one less, one, one more to go, and it's going to be the same thing. And part of that is also praying for your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren because no success is is granted unless it's a prayer success first. So you have to pray for them. Martel, I'll just give you a caveat on Martel. He doesn't know this, but I pray for his kids because he hasn't had names for his children <laughs> since he was in middle school. So as soon as he told me the names of his children, I started praying for him. So they're covered already. But that's part of my job as a parent. What's the secret formula for uh, raising these God-fearing and productive kids? The formula is you have to show and you have to make sure that they're included in things. You have to be exposed to things that are productive and positive. So like um, sports, I was a, um, an athlete, but not a professional athlete. But I, what I learned from athletics or being included in organized things is teamwork. I learned that everything is not about me. Even if I'm the best on the team, let's say I'm on a baseball team, if I'm the best pitcher and I don't have anyone to throw the ball to first base, second base, or third base to, then I didn't do it. I'm not being a team player. So those types of things if it's band whatever being artistic or whatever you have to, i think you have to be exposed to those type of things so that the child doesn't think everything is just about them also um and that's one thing that's just one thing as far as an example of sports charity um being involved in church and different things uh outside of just what you feel like doing you need to get comfortable with that because life is like that so what you do as a parent is those things that don't necessarily feel warm and fuzzy all the time you have to expose your children to that type of stuff too so that it'll become second nature to them also so that they'll do the same thing when they grow up it is a training exercise so you're training your children so that they'll be They'll do the same thing when they're adults and they'll train your grandchildren the same way. So if you do a whole bunch of negative things, they'll train your grandchildren to do those things also. So you're responsible for generations at a time because we know that a lot of things that we see is learned behavior. I mean, well, I guess you pretty much just touched touched on it a, a bit, but how important would you say it is to be the example for your kids? It's important to be the example because people do what they see. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, so what people say is 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 a caveat when people say, I can show you better than I can tell you. That is the truth. I can show you better than I can tell you. Me just saying it doesn't necessarily mean anything. But if I can get in here and say, hey, let's go do this. Or if I can't do it, let me get you to someone who can or expose you to that. That's more powerful than anything. If I just sat and told you to go to church and I never went, you wouldn't be who you are today. Right. Period. If I didn't tell you that you uh, couldn't have girls spend a night over the house when you were 15, I would have grandkids today. <laughs> <laughs> Right now, and you'll be paying child support. It'll be a whole nother story written. You know what I'm saying? Oh, another. We wouldn't be. We might so, not be on this podcast. No, because I'm the guardian of this galaxy. I had to guard my children, what they see and what they're exposed to, because if they see it, they might do it. So. Hey. On that on that same note, I remember we talked not too long ago, and he, because you just said what you what what they see and what they're exposed to, um, you had mentioned there was something there was some things that you did and did not do because you already you knew in advance that um, if I if I let my kids listen to this or watch this kind of movie, or if I'm, if I'm watching this and then letting them watch it with me, then um, it could possibly affect them in a negative way. What are some things that you intentionally kept away or hidden to make sure that we wouldn't be influenced by uh, certain things? Okay. Intentionally, just, I think this is just basic parents 101. You're, and you were, and you were brought up in a day and age right before everyone had access to everything in the world. Like right now, your younger brother has access to everything in the world on his phone, except for the fact that he has me for a parent. So I got all types of blocks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got, but but I do know other people who don't aren't diligent in that. And so you it's it's not it's not odd to find a six year old who watches pornos all day. I mean literally, because that that the general is not on the case. And that's both parents. So um things that I I specifically made sure that you were not exposed to was a whole bunch of foolishness. That's why I only lived in certain types of neighborhoods where there's families, because I want you to have a family. And a family could be a man or a woman, or it could be a single man or a single woman. And you have all these other different caveats to that. But at the same time, I wanted to expose you to what I want you to be. Now, me, I could basically survive in all types of environments. But when I have children, I have to make sure that you're safe and I have to make sure that you're exposed to a certain type of lifestyle, especially what I want to see you have. 
So I kept you in a nice suburban environment for the most part. Um, another thing was just what you see on TV. No, you weren't, aren't allowed to see rated R and, or recite a whole bunch of foolishness because we know that it's power in your speech. So Martel knows all the jazz songs. He knows Stevie Wonder. He knew all of that stuff as a kid and as an adult right now. He knows all types of good music, all the gospel songs in the world. I'll give you an example of when I when I realized how important that was. One day, I think you, you, you and your dad was going somewhere and it was some song on because I, I didn't ever listen to, not saying that I, didn't, I don't listen to certain music myself, you know, because every now and again, I might want to turn up. I just not, I'm just not going to do it in front of the children. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know, you got to protect that ground. Let them make that own choice when they're adult, but you don't have to put them right in it, you know, thrust them into that. So I think you all were listening to something and it had some crazy language in it, some cussing, some stuff like that. And man, then, man, you went somewhere and you started singing it. And I was like, how, how did he know that? I was like, where you hear that from? He was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My daddy had this on, you know, in the car. So, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> all I did was say, this is exactly why I'm going to listen to only certain things. I got the little kid bopping all of that stuff going in the car and the church music. We praising the Lord in the car because it soaks in just as easy. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's just as potent. So oh, yeah. I'm telling you, since that day, when I talked to him about it, we both laughed behind the scenes. But at the same time, we both got the gist of it. Like, yeah, that's not going to happen. They're not going to be reciting a whole bunch of foolishness. So we're going to watch what we're doing um, because they soak in things and they bring it right back out. Right. Yeah, I remember the the Marvin Winans and, and Fantasia in the car. Yeah. <laughs> And Michael Blueblade and Diana Krall. You know, Michael Blueblade actually is the re me. I think my me listening to Michael Blueblade is what led me to listen to Frank Sinatra. I'm yeah, a Frank Sinatra fan. Yeah, it all goes together. It's that good, soothing, soulful, and that's one of the things that bring you that puts you in into something else to try because that type of music caused me to play in orchestra, play the violin, play the bass, play the viola, because mm -hmm. I love to hear those sounds. And when I hear those sounds in music, I know what it is. I can recognize it just because I was exposed to that. So I, I love that and I made sure that you all had the same experience. Gotcha. So I got, I got one more, I think I got one more question, okay? And it is could you tell me so the difference between the way you decided to raise uh myself my sister my brother versus how you were raised what things did you decide that you wanted to take out and then bring into this versus what my, what are some things that if any that you decided okay i wasn't gonna do this because i didn't like how it affected me okay 
Um, one of the things that my mother is not, and I and I know I'm part of this too. I'm not a big. Um, we don't say a whole bunch of things that don't matter, so we don't. She's she's not. She'll talk. But she'll kind of talk at you, so she's not talking to you. She just wants you to hear what she says. <laughs> so I said, within I I talk more to my dad than my mother. Um, but I was like, okay, so I'm going to actually talk to my children. I'm going to talk to them. Not saying she didn't know me just as much, but I'm just saying I'm going to take the time to talk more to them so that I can know what they're dealing with individually on a more personal basis. So that's one of the things I said, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to um, do something different with that. Same thing with, um, with being more affectionate. It's not something that came natural to me because I wasn't, I'll say back in those days, they weren't always hugging and kissing on you. It's like you're a kid, you you seen and not heard, and you all right. Because you didn't eat, you got clean clothes and water. Now go on now, go on get. That's kind of how they raised you. Now, I sit and I hang out with my kids because I want a more personal relationship and I hug them all the time. Not all the time, but I do. I hug them and Kayla gets annoyed, which is his older sister. She'll get annoyed because I'll kiss her and, and leave slob on her cheek still right now today. But I think she looks forward to it at the same time. But I do that because not only was I the middle child, which is usually the child to get left out, that's why I, I think I have more of a more personal relationship with Martell because I'm like, I know the middle child struggles. You kind of get left to the side. <laughs> so, so what you do, what, that's one of the other things that I did was make sure that I was more affectionate and also hands on. Um, my parents did a lot of I'm working, I'm providing. You got everything you need and most of the things you want. So go do you. Whereas I was more, um, I'm showing up. So I was at the games and had the practices and all of that stuff. I made sure that I did all that. And sometimes it was a struggle, especially if you work in 11 hours a day and you wore out. When you see them doing something that they enjoy doing, especially if they chose to do it, and they're good at it, even if they aren't. But if they're good at it and they're enjoying it, it is a benefit to that. And the fact that they get to see that you're you're there and you're paying attention. So I was involved in a lot of sports, but my my cheerleaders were everybody else's parents. Which was, you know, it was what it was. If we hit a championship or something like that, my parents might show up. But if y'all not making it to the end. We ain't coming to nothing. <laughs> we ain't coming to a doggone thing. We ain't going to take out no time for that. Whereas I did all of it. So um, I, I made sure that I participated. Gotcha. Those are just a few things. Cool. 
Well, I appreciate I I appreciate every everything that you've done and everything that you've had that you've really sat and thought about um, when it comes to parenting. Like, because I feel like there are there's like you are not as common as you should be. And what I mean by that is I feel like there are people who like have kids, but they don't actually take the time to sit down and think about how they act, how they want to raise the kid and what that's going to mean uh, in terms of that child's life. So like the fact that you came on here and then and just and told me like, OK, before, you know, I want I want to make sure that I keep my kid from this because this could happen or I'm going to make sure that, you know, I, this is what happened when I was a kid, but I'm going to make sure that this happens when I have a kid. Uh, and I think those are like humongous things. And, you know, I'm blessed because of it. Because one thing that I know for sure is like, you know, the beginning of my life, I, you know, I don't have no control. <laughs> I, right. I'm completely influenced with, by what you do, what you say, what you bring me to, what you expose me to. So, you know, the person that I am is for in a, in a lot of ways a credit to the people who raised me so that's you that's dad that's you know the family that we were around for most of the time but it and it it's just i appreciate it well that's wonderful i'm i'm you know <laughs> i'm dumbfounded <laughs> hey like i said i tried and it and, and it's not like you said it's not just me but you have it truly is a group of people it's a group of people it's very rare that it's not it's just one person raising kids it's a group of people raising a child so it is important to know the, the group that you have around your children and i am so grateful to have a son that is grateful and that um that i had this opportunity to even hear that because people, some people go home to be with the Lord. They never knew how or how they influenced their children or what their children thought about them. So thank you. No problem. So I will see you later. Thank you for coming on to the show. I love you. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you in the next couple of days. <laughs> right, right. Love you too. Bye. All right, see ya. So people. We've got one more guest. I told you guys we got two. We got two brand new guests on the show. This is the show about parents, okay? Um, this next guest, all right, <laughs> you, you're not going to believe it. But it, it, it's. I think this is his first time on a podcast. Uh, it's also his birthday. So you know this is huge. Here we go. It is my dad. Welcome to the show. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Martel? What up? Good morning. Happy birthday. Good morning. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. 48 and happy to be here. Sweet. Ready to conquer the world like I'm 19. <laughs> well, all right. So um let's let's get into these questions. We got I got I got a couple questions for you. And I, I think I think you definitely can add some some value with these ones for sure. Because we had a lot of, of conversations about, um, you know, your the the male's role in being a parent and, you know, what it's what it means to, you know, be in the child's life. And uh, I just want you to speak to that today. My first question, 
What does it mean to be a father? Um, it means everything. Um, you're a person that's 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 on this earth by yourself, and you're enjoying life, and you're doing you, and your only concern is yourself. Then, when you become a father, you learn how to appreciate other people. You you appreciate and understand the development of a person and what it means to be a father is it makes me it makes a person or make me a better person because you understand that somebody is uh depending on you and somebody's watching you and it's your job to do the proper things to protect to teach to uh interact with to guide and to just and also to learn how to sit back and watch on when to say something, when not to say something. So fatherhood is the um, ongoing um, character, personality development. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So would you say it's, um, would you say at the moment, at the current moment, that being a father, having kids is, um, and because I know there's a lot of there's definitely got to be a lot of stress and a lot of difficulty, but would you say that it's worth it? Has it been worth it? Oh yeah, for sure. It was it was never no no stress. Um, um, having having kids, kids added to my life, made my life more exciting, made made it more meaningful. It was never stress. Gotcha, gotcha. And so, in terms of like. Okay, being a father and, and being that example, what would you say are some some things that you had to, if anything, some things that you had to make sure were straight before you uh, had kids or while you had kids that you had to improve upon as being a father? Um, well, the first child, you don't really have that that plan of action, I think for the most part, because um, uh, you you just find out one day that you're about to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you better get ready. Uh, the funniest thing that that, uh, that that happened to me is when Kayla was born and we went over to your grandma Hearn's house and your, your granddad Hearn was there. And me and your mother was uh, walking in the door with Kayla. We excited, but at the same time, we sitting here, you know, trying to we're asking our, each other and ourselves, like, how do we gonna take care of this child? We're responsible for another person, another human being. <laughs> and your granddaddy uh, heard us say that. He said, "Y'all niggas better figure it out." <laughs> <laughs> he caught his niggas and everything. <laughs> so, so me and mother went to figure it out. <laughs> deal, deal, nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, like speaking of speaking of granddad, I asked um, mom a similar question earlier about you know the things that she that she realized about her upbringing and what she decided to bring into raising her kids what would you say are some things that you you saw in your father and and how he raised his kids 
uh, that you, you know, decided you were going to take and bring into this? And what are some things that you decided that, okay, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to do this a little differently when I have kids? Um, everybody got their own style of being a father. Mm-hmm. Um, some people know how to be a father, some people learn how to be a father. And, you know what I'm saying? Um, for me, I, th- I think as a parent, you start reflecting on your childhood and you think about the things that you enjoy as a child and your interaction with your parents. And then you also think about the opposite side of that, where you feel that your parents should have been more involved in. So in respect to the way I uh, formulated being a father versus um, the interactions that I had with my father, I felt that um, I needed to be more involved. So you know that you and, you and I, and I also have conversations with Kayla and Seth too. We have very um, conversations that go around pretty deep at times. Um, and so you have conversations to get an understanding of your child so you can learn how to interact with that child because everybody got their own personality. Mm-hmm. And besides that, I mean, you got the normal stuff to make sure you provide, you protect, uh, counsel. But besides that, you just have to be involved. That's the main thing, being involved. Got you. So, and I, w- w- let me just switch gears a, a little bit here. Um, we talked the other day because you know the other day i was telling you i'm like okay so the topic for this next uh podcast is going to be parent and i highlighted though that that moment that moment in our journey when you had to make the decision you had to make the decision to either stay in the life of your kids or to fall off now one i i know that it had to it, it the decision might not have been tough to make, but I know the execution of it might have had some difficulties, some struggles. And how did you actually, and I want to know how you got through it and what that experience was like and how important was it that um, that you made it through it? You're speaking about the time when you guys moved to uh, Indiana. Mm-hmm. That was a very, very hard time, a very challenging time, the whole thing, because you you got you you living with your kids being in the same household as you and one day you're not in the household and now you're left with all kind of things you left with thought process of you know i got a son that's just turned into a teenager and right now is the time that i'm really supposed to be active in his life and uh, he's not here you know whole other state and then you got well, you know, life goes on, and if you're not involved in a person's life, they'll figure out life without you. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of struggles or things that can happen. Um, again, my number one thing was, and 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 and, and the Lord told me, show up, be involved. So I made it my point to come down here to visit y'all once a month at a minimum. So I just did it. Gotcha. Gotcha. Along with phone calls every now and then, nobody wanted to talk to me, but. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, as a parent, because, you know, you, you kids, 
especially like a teenager or younger than that, they're not going to understand, uh, you know, empathy or trying to put their self in the parent's perspective or put their, their self in the parent's shoes. So it's like the way I'm thinking is like, okay, in high school, <clears throat> we got, you know, I'm in, we're in Indiana and you're in Michigan and there's not a time, you know, as a kid that the kid is thinking, what would my parent think about or how does my parent, how would my parent feel about this? Because, you know, you're just not that mature yet. You don't, you don't take that, you know, side in order to try to get that perspective. Right. So I'm like, I know it had to be some sort of, to stay, to stay strong during that time. I know there had to be, there had to be something that kept you going. What was that? That was it. My motivation to stay involved, to be involved, be relevant, you know, lives. Got you. Now, another question. Um, you talk about you talked about you said that you you were talking to God. So, how important is it to have faith or and to represent that faith in your kids' lives? Very important. Very important. Um, you got to give the kids a foundation to think from to see things from, to understand things from. And you can do it as a, you know, as an individual, um, but it's stronger do it as the spiritually, because a person can understand that more than the individual. An individual will be a, a mystery at times. But spiritually, you lay it, you can, you can actually read and study. So you, you have a foundation uh, to live life and you understand what life is all about. Just like you and me took the time to, you know, study the Bible. I'm, I'm repping your daddy, but we ask questions to each other all the time. You know what I'm saying? So we learn in life. And that's what spirituality and Bible was about. Gotcha. So how important or how would you go, how do you go about being the example for your kids? Like, because I know, you know, the influence is, is everything when it comes to those those formative years um, before that the child can actually start making decisions on their own. So did you, when you had your first kid, was there things that you decided that you were going to be better at? And was there also things that you decided that you were going to leave behind? Or was it more of a, my kids are here, so now I I have no option but to be the best that I can be. Sure, it's a combination of all that, especially my kids are here, so I have no option to be the best that I can be. It's number one, prevalent. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the kids, though, like, like I said, each kid has their own personality, and it's a new challenge every time. Like you, for example, you and me, you know, we talk and vibe real good. Now we understand each other, but as a kid, you don't understand me, and I didn't really understand you. <laughs> so um, it's a challenge. You just got to stay involved and be in tune. Uh, you raise to raise the kids different, yes, because you got the first baby where you don't know how to be a parent, and you know you want all the shiny stuff and you know, showing the baby off or whatever, but. You learn now that you know how to get involved. So when you came along, you we had set a system in place from Kayla. And then when you became involved, you just really put you answer pretty well. You came through that system. 
Except we had to start all over again with two years difference. <laughs> but also, we had to learn how to be parents. So Seth's life is totally different than you and Kayla's. And me and your mother both are for understanding people. Um, um, we know how to respond and not respond or the appropriate response now. So some of the things we might interact with y'all, we was a little maybe we were a little sharp, but didn't have the understanding of what y'all was going through. With Seth, we was able to identify that. Got you, got you. Can you hear me? So like in terms of like you just, yep, yeah, I can hear you. Um, you said being sharp. So are you speaking to discipline? Uh, that it can be discipline, but it can just be the the response to things. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't understand. You don't understand that you think when you first start having kids, you think everybody like you see somebody. You think everybody coming out the same. Everybody grew up in the same house. We all ate together. We had the same foods. We pretty much interact in the same activities. Uh, but that's not the case. This person come out here, everybody come out with their own personality. You know, Kayla's different than you. You different than Seth. So, right. different. Got you. So, okay. Um, now, what are you thinking about grandkids? <laughs> Let me just, I'm not even gonna put that as a question. Go ahead, go ahead. what are you thinking about grandkids? You look well, first let me say that Whenever my grandkids come, I'll be excited to see them. But let me especially say that I'm not looking to see them anytime soon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Got gotcha. uh, when they get when they get here, I'll be excited to see them, and I'll be I'll be ready to be involved. Good deal. Well, sir, um, is there anything that you would say to a so to a to a new father, a new father that doesn't feel prepared to be a father just yet. Maybe he just had a kid and he didn't know he was about to have a kid, or maybe he is already he's been a father, but there's just some stuff that he's he's struggling with. Maybe he's going through that same situation as you were when we had moved to uh, Indiana. What would you say to them? Number one thing is be involved. Um. Fatherhood is a is not something you know already. It's something you learn and develop in yourself on the understanding of it. So talk to you know mature men who has children. Get an understanding of what they went through. They go they go give you, they go tell you some things to to pay attention to. Like when Kayla was born, it was the strangest thing. I'm walking down the hallway. She a baby. I don't even, I don't know where we was. But some dude just was walking down the hall. Was like just looked at me real sincere like cherish this moment that's all he said so i know this guy from nothing but i knew understood why he said it cherish this moment because it's basically go past you see kids born then they develop to age two three four five and they're different at every single age and each stage of their life is exciting and um, you get a chance to, to see that person develop. So take a lot of pictures, take a lot of videos, 
ask a lot of questions, have a lot of laughs, and you know, sit down and, and be the leader and take time out to plan a little bit on how you going to interact with that child and um, what direction you need to seek the Lord, you know, for guidance on how you need to direct that child. Everything will be all right from there. Yeah. Well, sir, again, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being on the show today. Appreciate you taking your time out of your birthday to uh, jump on here at short notice. At short notice. They don't know it, but it's very short notice. Very short. Hey. But you I, you rocked it, for sure. I, I know there, there was a lot of value in, in the stuff that you were saying. And uh, again, you know, like, what, the point that you kept on saying that I, that I just kept on hearing was um, being involved and being there, being present. And... I gotta say, like, I, I don't know. I, like, cause I've got, you know, friends who will talk about their parents. I know a bunch of, you know, our, you know, people who, uh, they, the relationship with their parents just isn't quite um, the same as what we have here. And one thing that I know is very different between you and a lot of other fathers is you are more involved than most are. Especially because we got we got a huge problem in this country, uh, specifically with you know black males not being in their kids' lives. But you definitely are, are a rare breed, <laughs> a father. <laughs> okay. And uh, it, it's amazing because you can see it. You can see it in the way that we interact with you, the way that we talk about you. And I think we are blessed to have you as a father, for sure. I appreciate that. So, thanks again, and uh, I will be talking to you later, all right? All right. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. So, people, that is the Young and Anointed podcast today, episode number 17 on parents. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you soon. Peace.